sure as God made green apples, someday the Chicago Cubs are going to be in the World Series. And maybe sooner than we think. Here's the old line. This is going to be a tough play. What's going on, Cubs fans? I am Sean Sears, and welcome to another episode of Locked On Cubs, part of the Locked On Network, your team every day. On today's episode, we are previewing this Red Series, which kicks off Friday, August 28th, which is today, I'm recording a couple hours before game day. I wasn't quite sure if the Cubs were going to play today, obviously, with seeing games postponed yesterday, people that games did not play Wednesday as well. Um, it does sound like the Cubs plan on playing. This is Jackie Robinson Day for across the MLB here, so we'll see. Um, but at the moment, still kind of teeter-tottering. It sounds like a game's going to be played today here, especially with this being a four-game set with the Reds with a doubleheader coming tomorrow. I can see why the Cubs are kind of nervous to try and sit out this one, but obviously bigger things at play here. So we'll talk about that a little bit here in the first segment and then preview the rest of the series here in the second segment. But before we do that, you got to make sure you're heading over to CubsInsider.com, official partner of Lockdown Cubs. Head on over to Cubs Insider to read or Cubs Insider to read all about this four game set with the Reds, who they think might be pitching that doubleheader game Saturday. We'll kind of give our own thoughts here as well. But head to Cubs Insider read about that and more official partner of locked on cubs and then when you make sure you get to your car you tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of locked on cubs and then you want to make sure you subscribe to us on whatever podcast app you use whether that's google apple spotify TuneIn app wherever you listen to your podcast make sure you subscribe leave a five-star review and then you can follow us on twitter at Lockdown cubs you can follow me on twitter at sean r sears uh, before we get started here, I wanted to mention I am going on Hot Mic tonight with Matt Pack, who's obviously the host of the Lockdown Bulls show, uh, a buddy of mine. We've been doing podcasts together for a while, so I'm excited to hop on and have him uh, be with me during my first Hot Mic broadcast. I wasn't quite sure how to use everything, so we just kind of ran through it all, but excited to do that. The game, of course, is first pitch at 610. Matt and I will probably be on a little bit before that, uh, bring you guys on, but we'd love to join, have you guys join us as we talk about this Cubs matchup, a big series against the Reds. So, But here in this first segment, as we talked about some kind of not quite sure if the Cubs are going to play sort of thing going on here right now. It does seem like, I mean, Jason here will just come out and said they have no intention of not playing. It sounds like the Cubs have every intention of playing this game, but obviously things in this world are very much day-to-day, minute-to-minute, hour-to-hour sort of thing. And that's kind of been the mantra of the Cubs here these last couple of days. Um, before we started getting into today's game, I wanted to quickly talk about um, some of the things that the Cubs had talked about, I guess, with the decision to not 
all collectively sit with Jason Hayward, despite him not playing on Wednesday. Um, Jed Hoyer was on 670 to score, and he just kind of said it was kind of a chaotic moment leading up to this game. He said they, you know, guys were in the middle of prepping and getting loose. John Lester was warming up. The guys were getting ready for the game, and it just was tough to really kind of, I guess, figure out what was going on and what to do as a collective unit. They did the best they could. Um, he was Hoyer specifically was asked if he thought that there was more, um, if, 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 if there was any regrets that he had, it feels like more they could have done. And he just said, he wishes, he wishes they had more time. He felt like, you know, with everything going on in this world, here's a quote. It felt like we were rushed for a decision, frankly, that was unfortunate, but that's the nature of the world we're living in. Things feel minute to minute, hour to hour. Yes and no. I don't know. I'm still pretty murky on this whole situation. I, I think if Jason Hayward was telling his players to go or his teammates to go play this game and you want to respect him and support him, I could see why the players would do that. But I, I also feel like, too, like it's probably really hard for Jason Hayward to come out and say and tell everyone what to do in this moment, especially being one of the few prominent black players on this team. I don't know. It's got to be awkward. And just the stigma of baseball alone, it just feels like within the last year or so, it really feels like players have been able to share their minds or their opinions. Um, There's a great article today that came out on The Athletic by Mark Carrick um, talking about Jackie Robinson Day, but he details more specifically Tony Clark and how he went through his 15-year MLB career um, towards the end of it in year 2004. I think it was one of the first Jackie Robinson Day celebrated across baseball. And he was starting to look forward, like look, like a look towards the future, I guess, of what his career was going to kind of produce for him. He considered being a manager. He wanted to get into the front office a little bit. And someone had talked to him about, yeah, I guess he asked a, a former executive of the Yankees at the time, you know, what, what, what exactly they were looking for and just kind of outright, they shut him down saying they were looking for someone with uh, a degree from a, a prestigious institution. And that just kind of makes that tough for any player in general to get in. Cause there's not too many guys that come up in baseball and finish up their degree. There's a lot of guys that don't go to college after, you know, playing successful high school baseball, or maybe a prospect from wherever, you know, it's, it's, it's tough to, for these guys to, to finish out degrees like that. And, um, it already kind of put all the players in general at a disadvantage for a position like that, but especially players of color, uh, black players in particular, like, there's not a lot of guys like their 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 whole future was built on making it in this league to to be successful and they they didn't quite have the ability to focus on their studies because they had to become better baseball players. So it was an interesting read and there's a lot of um uh, eye-opening comments and quotes from a lot of these players around the league. So I would I would tell you if you if you have a subscription to the Athletic, check it out. I think it actually might be a free access article right now with it being Jackie Robinson Day today. So I had the Athletic and read this. Uh, very open, eye-opening. Definitely kind of gives you a feel of how a lot of the players in baseball feel right now, especially players of color. So, but. One of the positive things that come away from this article is Clark has said he's been noticing a lot of these dialogues changing, seeing a lot of these players being able to communicate. He specifically pointed out the Brewers and how Devin Williams is the only black player on that uh, active roster for the Brewers and how someone like Brett Suter, who's the player rep for the MLB or for the Brewers, for the MLB Players Association, um, had said that it, they've just kind of been listening to him more and trying to learn. And uh, they felt like they were able to make their decision on Wednesday um, to not play because they'd had these conversations prior. So that was great to see it. Obviously things are changing. And I think the big quote from this article, uh, it was talking about how Clark had said, you know, history is being made every minute at this point right now. And uh, I, I don't think that's ever been more clear than what's been going on in this country. So I, I agree, and I support all the players that, that sat 
on Wednesday and Thursday and did not play because of what happened to Jacob Blake and the incidents following in Kenosha. Wherever you stand on that situation, I think ultimately there's obviously some type of police brutality, social justice, some type of reform needs to come um, for our country because things are not working correctly, especially for people in color. So, but let's jump back to baseball here. Um, in today's matchup, it's going to be Kyle Hendricks versus Tyler Malley. Tyler Mallory, uh, he's not necessarily a, a fantastic starter on the year. He's got a 4.41 ERA. He's 0-1. Um, he faced the Cubs back on July 28th in that opening series against the Reds. Managed to go four innings, six hits, two earned runs, one walk, four strikeouts on 69 pitches through four innings of work. Nothing spectacular, but the Cubs were able to get to him a little bit. Malley's an interesting guy. Um, he doesn't have a ton of obviously breaking ball stuff. He throws his fastball quite a bit. Um, according to Brooks baseball, since, uh, the month of August, he's been throwing his fastball about 45% of the time. He's got a cutter, a slider and a split. And he throws the cutter about 20% of the time split finger, about 14%. And that slider is his lone breaking ball right now. He was throwing a changeup a little bit earlier in the season last year, but kind of abandoned that pitch a little bit threw it a little bit more in 2018 and 2017. And that was kind of where you saw more success with Maley. He's not a strikeout guy. He's going to try and get the ball on the ground. He's going to try not to walk you is, is really what he's going to try and do here. So a guy the Cubs could hopefully take advantage of. The rest of these pitchers in the Cincinnati rotation are not <laughs> much easier to face. The Reds have yet to name a starter for the doubleheader games yet, but we'll dive into those in a little bit. But uh, Friday's starter is Kyle Hendricks. He's been... Pretty darn good so far for the Cubs this year. A 3.55 ERA. Um, a couple bad, a couple so-so starts against the Cardinals and then the the Cubs or the White Sox. Geez, recently. Um, in his last start against the White Sox, he went five and a third, seven hits, three earned runs, one walk, three strikeouts, and 92 pitches. He did allow two home runs though. Um, against the Cardinals, similar but you know same result. Unfortunately, both taking a loss. And you're six and a third, three hits, three runs, one walk, five strikeouts. I did notice looking at his stats, uh, Kyle Hendricks is three and zero and starts that he does not issue a walk. He's only issued four on the season, and he's only issued more than one against the Reds in this, the one loss he had. Four and a third, seven hits, six earned runs, two walks three strikeouts on 85 pitches. If you remember in that game, Hendricks actually only allowed in game. I think it was three runs. And then uh, I forget who the reliever came in after him and that allowed more runs from there. But Hendricks didn't necessarily have a bad start. The line didn't look great afterwards because the bullpen didn't really do him any favor shortly after. But this red team, Reds team overall is still kind of underachieving. They're in third place in the NL Central right now, five games back, uh, but just a game back from an actual postseason spot at 13 and 17. A lot of people are ready to blame David Bell. Uh, <laughs> and he hasn't necessarily done the greatest job managing this team. But in their last 10 games, they're 4-6. and six. Last 20, they're 8-12. and 12. Uh, This Reds team just hasn't quite got off to the start that I think many teams were expecting them to. This rotation has been pretty darn good, though. Uh, you've got guys like Sonny Gray and Trevor Bauer pitching very well. Bauer did just get lit up a little bit. But Nick Castellanos and Jesse Winkler are the two big bets in this lineup right now. Joey Votto. Still not quite looking like Joey Votto, Votto batting 119 or 191. He's got an OPS of 647. Uh, Winkler and Castellanos, though, are really kind of carrying this offense. And you look at the next closest guy was Nick Senzel, who is on the 10-day IL with an 816 OPS. But everyone else outside of their OPS around 7-6, you've got Shogo Akiyama, OPS of 526. He hasn't really worked out. Eugenio Suarez still not hitting very well. It's been pretty much Nick Castellanos and Jesse Winkler carrying this offense. So if the Cubs can avoid those bats, they should hopefully 
be okay, but this is going to be a, a big matchup. And I think a, a, a matchup that the Reds are really looking at is an opportunity to get back into this division conversation. So it's a big series, regardless of how the Reds are playing or how the Cubs are playing. They're also scuffling coming into this. If you, if you didn't hear, <laughs> Reds haven't, or Cubs haven't been so great either, but ultimately though, this is a big series. And, uh, it's it's pretty much as close to must win as you could think of. You got to take two or two or three or three or three of one, and hopefully these double headers on Saturday aren't too crazy. But we'll dive into those here in a second segment as well. In the second segment as well as touch on a couple quick bullets here to wrap up the show. With the ever increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Winder, often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning, and why wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brands his warehouse happens to carry. You have computers and access to autorock.com at home in your pocket. Autorock.com is a family-owned business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to autorock.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake pads to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in an easy few clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for the professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to autorock.com right now and see all the parts available for your car and truck. Right locked on in the how did you hear about us box so you know who sent you. It's us. (laughs) Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, so the rest of this week, it sounds like it's definitely you, Darvish, going in the first doubleheader for the Cubs on Saturday. Um, But it's not known who the Reds are going to be throwing in that moment, and it's also not known who the Cubs are going to be throwing on Saturday or Sunday. Um, So that'll probably be determined. I would assume Adbert Alzale gets one of these starts, whether that's the Saturday start or Sunday. Sunday would be a normal day of rest for either Jose Quintana or Tyler Chatwood, depending on what direction the Cubs want to go. But I could see the Cubs also wanting to have either one of those guys ready for Saturday. Should someone like Alzale, or if they do kind of go with a a combined start with like Colin Ray and whoever else, maybe Dwayne Underwood, I'm assuming they probably want him for the bullpen itself. But if they wanted to go a split start like that, they could have options there. So I'm sure they just want to maintain flexibility. But it's you, Darvish, going for sure at, for the 410 start. Um, <laughs> or excuse me, the yeah, the 410 start. It, they've also for some reason they've got you, Darvish, listed as the starter for that second game as well. So <laughs> obviously not happening, but damn, that would be fun. Um, and then that Sunday matchup, obviously, it's going to be kind of decided on if Chatwood or, or Quintana weren't used on one of those starts. So um, we'll kind of have to see. Obviously, seven innings in each one of those double headers. We'll see. Um, more news about Jason Hayward and some of the other players sitting out. It sounded like he and a few other players will be donating their previous checks and tonight's checks to charity, and they wanted to play tonight for Jackie Robinson Day. I, I honestly think if today wasn't Jackie Robinson day, I think some of the Cubs would, or at least Jason Hayward and a lot of these players that set out Wednesday and Thursday might not be playing again today. So, but per Jordan Bastian, Jason Hayward said that he spoke with Theo Epstein or Theo Epstein spoke with him and noted that several front office members from the Cubs will be donating salary from recent days to the players association and joining the players who are doing the same. Obviously that's nice to see. It's a good gesture. 
it's not necessarily the change that you're expecting. It would be really nice to see the Ricketts come out and make a comment against all this, but we know they they likely won't, as they are one of the bigger Trump fundraisers, or I think they might be the biggest campaign raising group uh, for the Trumps right or for Trump right now. So they probably won't make a comment like that if the president won't directly address some of these things. But we don't need to get into that. Tonight's lineup, though. Ian Happ leading off batting or playing in center field. You have Anthony Rizzo at first, batting second. Javi Baez at short and third. Schwarber in the cleanup spot, batting in or playing in left field. You've got Contreras DHing tonight. He'll be batting fifth. Jason Hayward in right field. He's back in the lineup. David Bodie at third for the injured Chris Bryant still. Carantini will do the catching. Jason Kipnis will round up the order and play second base with Kyle Hendricks on the mound. Uh, keys to this game. It really is just avoid the two hot bats in Cincinnati's lineup. These, this Reds team is very good, but the Cubs are lucky to just draw another start against Tyler Malley, a guy that's not obviously not nearly as talented. Some of these other Reds pitchers and starters, but, um, still a guy that Cubs have like weirdly struggled with in the past. So, um, hopefully, I mean, it's better than facing any of the three of Gray, Bauer, or Castillo. So they dodge a bullet there. Wade Miley has been that other starter, and the Cubs did tee off on him a little bit, but I don't think he's necessarily been a real option for starting there too. But obviously, if they can take advantage of facing Tyler Malley to start this series and get momentum back here in a ballpark, the Cubs have historically hit very well at. Um, that could be a huge plus. But looking at this Reds lineup too, the other thing, I mean, while they're coming in not hitting great, it's kind of a similar situation to the Cubs. You look at this lineup and you're saying like at some point, Eugenio Suarez is going to start hitting again. At some point, you know, Joey Votto is still going to work good at bats against you. Mike Moustaka still has plenty of pop in this lineup. Um, Freddie Galvis, surprisingly five home runs as, as a switch hitting shortstop. He's got surprise pop and punished the Cubs a few times. Shogo Akiyama can turn on some inside pitches too. He doesn't have a home run yet on the season, but is still an impressive bat there. These guys are, th- these are good players in this lineup. Even Tucker Barnhart, he's batting 188, but he's still a much better catcher. Kurt Caselli has pop on the bench here as well. Um, it's hard to see this lineup continuing to struggle. Um, but the good news is, too, as well, is, like, obviously the, the Reds' bullpen hasn't quite been as dominant as I think we might have. Amir Garrett has been really good. So has Lucas Sims. But the rest of this bullpen has had its ups and downs, uh, particularly Rossell Iglesias. He's only got three saves on the season. Um, hasn't been necessarily the type of pitcher I think they're expecting him to be. He's allowed six runs on nine innings of work. Michael Lorenzen, similar situation, 10 runs on 12 and a half inning, or 12 and a third innings of work, three home runs a lot from the bullpen. Nate Jones, another guy that hasn't quite figured it out for them. So this bullpen is still dealing with a lot of similar issues as Cubs team has as well. So there's some parallels between these two teams. So ultimately, the Cubs just have to hope that Kyle Hendricks can outduel Tyler Malley, which which should, you know, hopefully happen on paper, and that this Cubs often shows up like they did in that first game against the Tigers and not like they did the following two games in that series. So Let's hope for a turnaround. The Cubs did fight back in that game, that final series on or final game against the Tigers Wednesday. And then obviously everything that came out shortly after, it's easy to kind of see how the Cubs might have not been completely in that game with everything else going on prior to the start of that game and knowing there was going to be some type of probably backlash from not playing uh, or, play, or playing instead of sitting with Jason Hayward. So it's a complicated issue, but regardless, I hope the Cubs can 
get back on track against a Reds team, maybe kind of put a team to bed in the Central. The Cubs have failed to do that the last couple of years with the Cardinals and, and the Brewers. The Reds are a team that have the pitching to be dangerous no matter what. If you can put some serious space between yourself and them right now, that could pretty much close the door on them coming back into the postseason. Because even still, even if the Reds sneak in as a as a second team in this wild card, um, I just I really don't want to deal with that. To be perfectly honest, so. But that will do it here on today's episode of Locked On Cubs. Make sure you're subscribed on whatever podcast app you use, whether that's Google, Apple, Spotify. Subscribe, leave a five star review. Make sure you check out the latest episode of Locked On MLB, hosted by Paul Francis Sullivan after this show. Please call him Sully. And you make sure you follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Cubs. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean R. Sears. Check out Hot Mike, promo code Cubs. Your Sean Cubs is my promo code. I believe PEX is PEC23. Check out Hot Mike. It'll be me and Matt just talking through this game, kind of addressing things as they go. It should be fun. Peck and I have obviously hosted a bunch of podcasts and radio shows together. He's a good buddy of mine. I'm I'm excited to get on the mic with him and do, uh, do a Cubs game together. So it should be fun. But with that, you guys enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy the weekend. And as always... Go Cubs.